microphones. Um, always they seek to grab them. Um, and uh, uh, we're just really glad that, that you are here. Merry Christmas. Um, there is something that is just special about Christmas Eve, um, and so I know you're all excited to uh, celebrate Christmas tomorrow, um, but we're just really excited that you're here where we can just take time out of our busy schedule to come and worship Jesus, uh, to come and worship Jesus and to learn more about him and take time uh, to spend with him. Uh, my name's Jake. I'm, I'm, I'm one of the pastors here, um, and I just wanted to give us uh, the reason why Jesus came tonight. Uh, and before I do that, uh, I want to pray. Um, so would you bow your heads and will you pray with me? Lord God, we, we praise you tonight for Christmas. Thank you for your love and your grace that is shown on this evening. Thank you that we get to worship you tonight. Heavenly Father, will you bless us this evening as we consider the incarnation of your son, Jesus. Let all of us be changed by your infinite grace and your mercy shown to us by what we celebrate tonight. Lord, please open our eyes to all of us here. Humble us to receive the truth of who you are. Change us, Lord, tonight. Let it not just be another night, another year, focusing all of our attention on worldly things, but, but change us, Lord. Change our hearts, change our minds to consider you and to be changed by the spiritual truth of who you are. Father, do not let us leave here without loving our God and our Savior more deeply and honoring you more fully, Lord be glorified tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. This evening, we, we, we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. You've heard the story. Mary, pregnant with Jesus, a virgin probably no more than 16 years old, yet bearing the creator of the universe in her womb. And Joseph, a carpenter, a tradesman, a, a blue-collar worker, they travel to Bethlehem. And then the contractions begin to come. One after another, it is the night of our dear Savior's birth. The inn is full, there is not room, but there is more contractions. The night is dark, and the only space available to them is in the stable. As they, are, as they enter, they are, they are greeted by the animals, and the contractions get stronger. Away from their home in the deep darkness of night, the pain is coming, and so is the fear. Even as, as Mary remembers... Everything that has happened to her up until this point, the angel visiting her, her time with Elizabeth, her song of rejoicing, but now the contractions come and they silence all those memories as the labor becomes almost unbearable. In the darkness, in a stable, in a small country town in the corner of the world, God is born 
into our world. In the darkness, true light has burst forth. I'm going to pick it up in Luke chapter 2. Um, if you have your Bibles, you can turn there with me. Uh, there is Bibles in the seats in front of you, but Luke chapter 2, verse 8, it's going to be on the screen if you want to follow along. That same night and in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Christ is born. The Messiah is here. Glory to God in the highest. For unto you this day is born in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. <laughs> Let us be reminded this evening what we are celebrating tonight and tomorrow. We are not celebrating time off from work or the chance to eat good food or all the sweets that we want. There's no calories on Christmas. We're not celebrating time with family or, or that, that new toy. We're not celebrating the middle of winter or the chance to buy all things that we want. No, tonight. This season of the year, we celebrate the birth of King Jesus. We celebrate that God does not leave us in the darkness, but the light that enlightens everything has come into the world. We celebrate the thousands of years of promises and preparation that God has done to prepare the world for the coming of Jesus. We celebrate the night that God begins to make all things right. When the darkness is pushed away, and all things become new. We celebrate tonight the glory, mercy, grace, justice, and truth that God is now known because Christ has come. We celebrate because Christmas is the beginning of when the blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers will be healed, the poor has the good news preached to them, we celebrate that the domain of darkness in this world has an end date because Christ is born. The power of God has broken in and it will not be stopped. In his name, all oppression shall cease. Amen? Amen. Unto you born this day, the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. We celebrate tonight Jesus, born in a manger. But, but I just want to dwell on, on one question that at least it, it rises up in me. 
Why? Why did Jesus come? Why did the creator of the universe, who had everything, who had all perfect love and joy within the Godhead, why did he leave heaven and come to live as a human? Why did Jesus stoop so low to be with us that he would give life, he who gives life and breath and everything, why did he become one of us? The angels give us a clue in their declaration to the shepherds. The first title the angels give to this child born is Savior. Born in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. The first and foremost reason that Jesus has come to be with us is to be a Savior. The Apostle Paul in the book of 1 Timothy says it this way, The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Jesus came into the world to save sinners. That is his purpose in coming to earth, to save sinners. He did not come to give us a a nice holiday, time away from work, to spend with family and friends. No, he came to save sinners. See, all humans, all humans, you and me and everyone else, are sinners by nature and by choice. Due to Adam's original sin in the garden, all humans are infected and affected by sin. See, it's not just that we do wrong things. It's that in our very hearts, the desire we have is to do wrong. We do what we are not made to do, not what we are supposed to do. Contrary to what our our culture tells us, There is a right and wrong. And our evil, corrupted hearts drive us to do that which is wrong. We do evil. Our hearts lead us to corrupted actions. We lie and distort the truth. We harm others with our words and with our bodies. We are are filled with rage and anger. We have rebelled against God's ordering of the universe and sought to do things our own way. And it does not take long, it does not take a long look at the world to see that this is true, to see that there is something clearly wrong with our world. And if we take an honest look at our own hearts, we see that we contribute to it all. The Bible says that we have, we have hewn out cisterns that can hold no waters. We try and find satisfaction and happiness and things that, that just can't provide it. We are constantly chasing that, 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 that saying, as long as I have blank, then I will be happy. As long as I have a good job, then, then I will be happy. As long as my kids behave, then I'll be happy. As long as I'm healthy, then I'm happy. As long as the Seahawks win, then I will be happy. As long as I feel needed by others, then, then I will be happy. As long as I fill in the blank, then I will be happy. 
if we were to take time and consider our world and the motivations behind all that we do, we know that we are unable to make right that which is broken. We are trying to fix it. We are trying to make ourselves feel better, but we can't. We are in the darkness, and the darkness is in us. Not only do we sin, but we are unable to fix our sinful hearts. Long lay the world in sin and error pining. The Timberline Church. Jesus was born into the darkness. The light of the world has come to fix what is broken. Even though we have rebelled, even though we have done terrible things, even though we have not sought to honor our Creator in all that we do, Jesus Christ came to save sinners. Even though we we rightly deserve condemnation from God for all that we've done, Christ came to save sinners. He became as one of us, and he lived throughout his life in, in perfect obedience to God. He never sinned, and he was completely righteous in all that he did. He was good in all that he did. Yet his purpose was to bear the wrath of sinners like you and me. Our sin was placed on him, and he bore the punishment for us. Jesus came to make all things new and to make all things new in our relationship with God. See, we, we know. We, we know our sin is real because Christ came to us. The manger shows us our need. If we were not sinners, then the manger is not needed. If we were not sinners, then we don't need Christmas. Our sin is as real as the holiday we celebrate. The manger shows us that we could not help ourselves, but required help from outside of the world. He knows our need, and to our weakness, he is no stranger. He has come to be with us. And and, and consider, consider for a moment. Consider for a moment the one who has come to save us, God himself. Surely our state was so grievous that it took the most majestic and perfect and beautiful being in the whole universe to save us. Do not minimize your sin, for if it was small, then its solution would have been small. God did not send money. God did not send a counselor. He did not send a politician or an educator no, those are, those are too small to fix what is broken. The manger always points forward to the cross. Christ came into this world to get to the cross and to save us. It is an incredible miracle. God came to us as a, as a man, born of a virgin, born of Mary. It is one of the grandest miracles in the Bible that God would stoop so low and become one of us. But the manger was always the means to bring Christ to earth so that he could live as one of us and die the death that we deserved. 
We should absolutely celebrate Christ coming into this world, but we cannot divorce it for why he came to save sinners. The, 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 the manger and the cross are intricately intertwined. Charles Spurgeon says it this way, if, if he does not save, if Jesus does not say, save, then he was born in vain. For the object of his birth was the salvation of the sinner. If he shall not be a savior, then his mission in coming to earth has missed its end, for its design was that the lost sinner might be saved. The very purpose of the manger, being born as a human, was to get to the cross, where he could pay for our sins and restore our relationship with God. The manger points us to the cross. Christmas points us to the cross. Timberline, Christ came into the world to save sinners. And it is a trustworthy statement deserving of full acceptance. So I implore you, this Christmas, to fully accept it. This is the greatest truth of the world that God has pursued us out of his grace. It's true. It's there. This really happened. It is a factual, historical event that Jesus Christ came into our world. And the Bible says that he came for sinners like you and me. Would you accept it? If you've never accepted it before, now is the time. Treat it as the most important thing in your life. Treat it as your utmost treasure. That God, who has created the entire universe, the, 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 the skies and the seas and the birds and the trees, the entire universe, he, he has come to live with us. Does this not change everything? All of our scrambling for self-worth and purpose and happiness is done away with because God has come to live with us. You have not been left alone. Your case is not hopeless. You are not too far away from God. Christ has come for you. You have everything you need in Christ. He has appeared. Let your soul feel its worth. If you've been walking with Jesus for a long time, I implore you all the same to fully accept it. There are still so many ways in which our life is contrary to the will of God, ways in which we still desire things more than God. To fully accept it will take our full lives. Many of us, many of us have accepted it in part, given it only a portion of our lives. Yet it doesn't affect how we behave or act at work. It has not affected our hobbies or our marriages or our parenting. It has not affected where we find our utmost joy. Christians fully accept that Christ came to save sinners in every facet of your life. Even as we celebrate Christmas, let us do so with joy, 
because God has been so incredibly gracious with us. He has given us what we don't deserve. So now let us go and give freely to those around us. We constantly need to return to this point, this reality that Christ came to save sinners. There is still in unbelief in us, and may God continue to help us to believe more and more and more. So let us celebrate. Let us celebrate and glorify tonight and tomorrow, this Christmas, and for all time, loudly, triumphantly, and with great joy, not only, not only, the child who is born a savior, Christ the Lord in Bethlehem. But let us celebrate the one who is on the cross, our savior. Let us, let all that is within us praise his holy name forever and ever. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. God, we, we, we thank you for Christmas, that you, you had become one of us, um, that, that you had stooped so low that you considered us worthy uh, of your love and of your grace, that you would come to be as one of us, Lord, so that you could save us from our sins. Lord, thank you. Thank you for Christmas. Lord, as we continue to sing songs tonight, as we light candles um, Lord, as we open gifts tomorrow and eat good food and celebrate with friends and family, Lord, we know that you have given us the, the, the greatest gift, the best gift, your son Jesus. So let the goodness that will happen in these next couple of days, will it help us to rejoice in you and look to you, the founder and perfecter of our faith, Lord, because for the joy set before you, you endured the cross. And so, Lord, we rejoice. We rejoice out of the very core of who we are. We rejoice in who you are and what you have done for us. So, Lord, help us tonight to just find our joy in you and in you alone. Lord, we praise your name forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Stand with us, please.